0: David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Monday,
1: November 15th, 2021, Season 17, Episode number 61. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Cowboys get a big win yesterday. We're going to talk about it. They went 43-3 to the Atlanta Falcons at home. Oh, my God. It's so wrong? Oh, That's just it. hearing that score? That's incredible. Uh, yeah. and, and obviously, Nick, as soon as we finished with the Denver game, his first words were, Frickin I don't even know if the game was over. You were like, I know who is going to get their bus whooped. Atlanta. And you clearly put that target on them, and uh, Cowboys showed Which up and, and showed out. Nick, himself. Nick, you deserve some credit, my man. I mean,
2: this is <laughs> this is the NFL, and I take I took issue with that. I was like, you you don't just get to decide that they're gonna whip somebody's ass. Like it's, yeah. they get paid to. That's that's how this works. And not only was he right about that, he was also like, and then Philly will probably turn around and kick Denver's ass. And I, <laughs> and here we go. Wouldn't Denver. you know? They beat Denver by 17 points. He was, so
3: nah, nah, Don't Amber's be, not giving don't him any be, credit. No, don't be raising your arms over there because. You you were after that game when we came back into the office. You were saying, Well, I don't know about this team, no, I have my doubts now. I, 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 I you said, did.
4: I, No, I, I said, I did say that. I just said, We'll find out this week. Like, if they go and they lay an egg against Atlanta, now we're gonna find out what they are. But I did, I thought they would kick their ass, and not so much about the Cowboys doing it, I just thought the Falcons. Would come back to Earth a little bit. It was a combination of everything. Dan Quinn was not going to let that happen, and mm-hmm. that was that was clear. And you could see with the game ball and all that stuff, like it mattered to to him. So. I just, a hundred percent. I just, that, that's amazing because I mean I
2: picked him to win by eleven points, which is covering the spread. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it's a, a dominant that's, win that's in the NFL. Win. Yeah, forty points. Yeah. You just don't see that. You just don't. It's I mean they go. from the from the coin flip to the end of the third quarter, they
4: just the Falcons didn't look like Probably, they
2: belonged on the same field. Yeah.
4: Probably the most complete win that I can remember the Cowboys having and I mean for a, in a long long time. Now, when they beat Jacksonville, if you remember, like that was like 3 or 4 years ago. Oh, it was like 18, f- yeah. It was like 40, 40 to, to 10, I think. 40 to 7 maybe. Oh, I mean, 40, it was yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. It was that was surprising because we thought Jacksonville was good. What's going on here? What we thought Jacksonville was good. Um, but th- th- just from everything, the defense was dominant. The special teams was special. Again, um, they actually blocked a punt that way, you know, like, like the, the right way. <laughs> yeah, just- what? Talk are, about that—that that is unbelievable. What are the odds
2: that they would do it in back-to-back games? Get it right this time, and
4: oh, speaking of right, get it it's right, Nashawn Wright, who scores the <laughs> touchdown he's, after bobbling the one last week He's so—he's so awesome. Like, get, get to interview him after the game, and and give him credit. Last week, he comes in there, he did it. He, he talked about the play and all that. This week, he comes back and he's like, he's got this grin, you know. He reminds me of Bryce Butler. He's got this, you know, big mm. smile. He's like, he's like. I'm back, you know, it was like, and it's better this week, you know, he was all excited about it, and, yeah. and it, it like, of course he scored the touchdown, you
1: know, that's what I love, full circle, yeah. Everything about this week seemed like it was full circle. Cowboys needed this kind of You game. just you don't get to write narratives like that in the NFL. Like <laughs> we
2: had a bad setback. So not only are we going to win, we're just going to obliterate the other team. The rookie that had the terrible mistake is going to get he's going to get his touchdown. What else happened? Dak
4: played his Dak worst played game. So we, week four he's going to play his week, best freaking yeah. game. Yeah. Mike just, McCarthy. I mean, they didn't he didn't have his team ready to play. He had some he had some fourth down calls in there that that backfired on him in that particular game. He didn't change that. He stayed with the fourth quarter. I mean, fourth down gambles, you know, he stayed with that. And he also switched it up and said, we're taking the ball, which I didn't like that. I but, never liked that. No, I, but I, I would, def- I would always, yeah. always defer. But it worked this yeah. time because they got the ball, they scored, and then in the third quarter, it didn't matter. It yeah. didn't. I mean, nothing mattered except for when am I going to write my story? But was
3: anymore. it <laughs> is, was it just me, or did the whole game actually from beginning to end seem just kind of effortless? Like they went in there and were just having fun. It wasn't like yeah. oh, we're battling and really trying. It's just like they're out there playing, having fun, yeah. getting things yeah. done. One of
4: the things I said to you was like, okay. This is all good. it felt like a like a Madden game where you're like, okay, I gotta get everyone some stats here. I was like, I just hope Diggs gets a pick. I'm just change <laughs> this narrative around for him and get an interception. It seems like a type of game where he would and he did. He and he made one of those Diggs plays where yeah. it was like off his head. Every interception that was made was a great play. Yeah. I mean, he caught one off his head, and that was the third best one because Jordan Lewis had a good one, and then Anthony Brown. That oh my was God. the best
1: one. That might have been one of the better ones of the whole season. That was an amazing interception. It's, I'm in awe. <laughs> I'm in awe of that performance, honest.
2: And like, I mean, the Falcons aren't world beaters. I get it. They, I doubt that they actually make the playoffs, even though that they were in a they're, wild card spot yesterday. Str- but they're no, they're they're, they're right a, no, they're there. absolutely alive. Yeah. It's. We're seeing it there's like there's three or four fire breathing dragons in the NFC and then a bunch of I mean the the 6th and se- the 5th seed's going to
4: be a great team and the 6th and 7th seeds are probably going to okay. be pretty mediocre. Here's yep. here's what's interesting and I'm not sure what the Rams have done but the but they're not even winning their division right now. So of the of the division w- uh, leaders all four of them have a terrible loss, right? Yeah. Like you would yeah. think Dallas had a really bad loss. Denver, Tampa yesterday. What was they going were on off, there? Really off. Uh, the Cardinals yesterday, and then now, they didn't
1: have their quarterback or their top receiver. So okay, that factors in. Yeah, if, it does. Yeah. And and
4: you know we'll see what, what Cam's doing there in Carolina and all that. But Green but uh, Bay got
1: murdered in their opener. Yeah, too. to the Saints. Yeah. yeah. So and we know the Saints. They're they're yeah. so they're one of the teams. It's very hard to figure out who they really are at this yeah. point. But, I mean, overall, I mean, it was just a fun
4: it – was, it was a fun game and, and, and a game where you know it was like, okay, all right, the, if there was any doubt – and there was – I mean, there was a little doubt because you want to see, okay, is this who they are or not? Well, I thought they sent a message to the league of like, that's when we're playing our game, this is what can happen. Yeah. And, and they weren't shy about saying either. A lot. You, you get a lot
2: of questions after a 40-point win about like, did you make a statement? And Zeke Elliott was like, yeah, we're that team. If, if 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 we're like if we're on our p's and q's, we're that team. And yeah. then Micah Parsons was even better. He was like, uh, he was like, I don't want to curse here on the microphone, but, but we're not trying to be effed with right now. I'm like, talk okay. it,
4: talk that trash, Micah. Let's I, go, let's go. You know, I, I thought about this a couple times, and I was going to maybe say this on, in the, you know, um, on the press box, but I'm like, oh, wait. Jason Garrett, like that was it. it was it was fine for you know, but it went for a decade. And you could tell, like you could just kind of sense you know, it was it was it got stale. And I mean, this isn't a bash him; it's just yeah. that that's his. It message happens to most happens. coaches, yeah. And it's just refreshing to see different plays, different things that we've never seen before. You know, just like yeah, let's keep doing this McGovern thing, and and, and he's going to get the ball at some point. Oh, I yeah. thought it would be yesterday, but you know, and let's do different things. Just with do it. different yeah. things all the way around. You know, and 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 the way they they do things on special teams, and and, and letting Fossil do some of his
1: things. I mean, it's just different. Stuff and it's it's fun to see. Yeah, it's always something different. I think mean, most games this year, you you do look at something that they did different. The yesterday, the I don't know if what you even call it, the the, the handoff to Zeke and then Zeke kind of lateral. Yeah. It wasn't a ladder, it was like a that handoff. Was, that forward. was the pass. It was the pass. Yeah. It was his first pass of It was, just, of his it was just it didn't go anywhere, but it was still just different. It's something different yeah. that you, you know that
3: kind some of, of s- some of the ways that kellen moore utilized mcgovern yesterday there were things that i was like i didn't even realize you could even do you know because i started following the nfl with jason garrett here obviously Mm. focusing mainly on the cowboys and everything so now seeing some of those things that he's coming up with that is so creative to me i'm like oh we can do that well why haven't we ever done that before so it's just it's really refreshing and very, very exciting, like Nick just said.
2: Yep. I'm I'm glad Nick brought this up too because I love the way that they didn't they didn't blink. You know the the game went south last week in part because they they missed those fourth downs, mm-hmm. gave Denver a spark. They don't care. They didn't go for it on fourth on the opening drive like they did last week. But two of their three fourth down attempts were on their second and third possession. One of them was a fourth and five. It's not even technically like a close distance. They don't care. 21 yards to CD. Finish that drive with a touchdown. Then the next one, fourth and three. Don't care. We're not even we're screw the sticks. We're going to the goal line. We're throwing it twenty three yards to Michael Gallup. And I don't think That's it's huge. yeah. I don't think it's a lack of respect for the Broncos or the Falcons for that matter. It's just look at us. We're we're the cowboys. We got these guys. We should be going for it. We should be dictating the game. And you basically you you put the game out of reach right there because you wimp around and kick a field goal, and it's ten three, or now it's thirteen to three, and oh, it's thirteen to six before the half. That's wimp football. You're like, no, we got studs. We're gonna go score touchdowns and make this twenty one to three, and I love it.
4: Mm-hmm. I when, absolutely love it. And when it was thirty five to three, it was about to be thirty five to three on an extra point, and they have a penalty with you know on on Atlanta. To get the ball down to the one, they just take instead of just declining it and taking a thirty-five to three lead, they say no, we're going to take them off the field, put the offense back on, run the ball, get two-point conversion, and be up thirty-six to three.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I don't think a lot of coaching staffs would have done that. So
2: you know, go- going which, back, let's, let's, I'm so bad at math, but that that makes it a five-score game instead of a four, right? So there's like a mathematical thirty-four point, yeah. There's a mathematical reason to be doing that,
1: yeah, which is. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. Going back to the uh, the fourth downs, do you think in any way that what they did yesterday on fourth downs uh, – because there were some of those situations, I think in the – I know for a fact the second one. The first one was a little outside – or maybe I have them backwards. Yeah, it was a little outside of field goal range, but maybe would have been. How much do you think their, their decision-making yesterday was a reflection of the fact that they didn't have Zerline?
4: I. I, I don't know. I really don't know how what they what they liked from him in in the pregame warmups. If they if they were you know comfortable or not, um, you know we noticed it in the extra points. He's got a different kick mm-hmm. than, than than Zerline, and and it's a, it's more of a line drive, It may, and that that means he may get some more more blocked
1: on longer field goals. I don't know that. But, but it's you, an interesting point you made, too, during the game as to why you thought maybe that was. Yeah, maybe I coming mean... Coming from Canada, where you may have to kick into heavy winds, maybe it makes more sense to kick just drive against. that thing through, because yeah. it,
4: it's a different kick. He's just driving the ball.
1: Uh, you wonder what what
4: it looks like on 40, 50 yards, but they never had to kick a field goal, and you, you interviewed him. I did.
2: Nice guy. Yeah? I, I didn't know... I didn't know what to ask him. I was like, I was like, I'm, I'm kidding when I ask you this. Like, I'm not being serious, but like, you get kind of disappointed when you start trotting toward the field and they tell you to turn back around. It's a whatever. great question, yeah, because <laughs> it
1: happened to him yesterday. And he's like,
2: no, I mean, the goal is to the goal is for the team to win games. Yeah. So you know, I got to play my part with the extra points or whatever, and that's uh, he made a really good point. There, there's so much stuff that goes into that that you don't think about, and he made the point that we're talking about the kicker who didn't kick in the first segment i love it that's how dominant this game was but yeah. <laughs> he's like you know they got a, they got like a hall of fame caliber return man like a big point of emphasis was to not let him really have a role in the game and they didn't that's a credit to him um Boom those kickoffs i think the first one maybe fourth and five it's a longer distance than what we're used to it would have been a 50 yard field goal that and it's early in the game that could be asking a lot second one no chance in hell i mean that's a 42 yard field goal indoors yeah. roof and doors were closed. I just think they trust their offense. And by the way, if they didn't kick the first one because of Liram, just keep him on the team. Sorry, Greg. Like I'm, I'll sacrifice that if it means that we're making the right decisions on these fourth downs. I don't care. Doors were open, right? Thought they were close. Oh. Doors were open.
4: Open. Doors were open. open? I yeah. missed that. Con- sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it was a nice day. It felt it probably felt the same. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, another thing too about that first one. I don't think you you decide to take the ball. And and to go get a three nothing lead, you know. I think I think that that mindset was we're going to score, we're going and and so I don't think it would have to be fourth really long. For them not to do that, the, the mindset was to go
1: get a touchdown, and they were ultra aggressive on those two plays. I mean, yeah. they got twenty-one and twenty-three yard gains. Like it. they weren't. It wasn't like they were just trying to pick it up Actually, with a little dump off into the flat. I, like, I, just, it,
2: it, the, the po, the poetic, the symmetry of it all was just amazing. Like they might have scored a touchdown on the one to Cedric last week if Dak puts throws a better ball. Like he threw an awful ball, mm-hmm. and then this week that is a. That is a tough throw and a tough catch. Like, it's a corner route. The coverage was nice. Dak had to put it exactly where it needed to to be. To Gallup? No, to To CB on the first one. And, and Gallo throws a nice one too. No, they were both yeah. they were both yeah. nice, but right at least you know Gallup's breaking back to the ball. You've got a tar- you've got his body to target. The, the but l- you put it
1: right there where he sure. literally had the toe tap,
2: right? But the Lamb one, you're just throwing it into space. You're dropping it into a bucket in front of him. It's mm-hmm. got to be right there, or it's not going to be complete. Yeah. To have the faith to throw that route on fourth and five, and to just hit it beautifully, just mwah. yeah. Deck was that was what on. was that Dave Chef's kiss. Mwah. Is that what we're doing now? <laughs> you, all right, you guys are so old. I man. like it. That's awesome. I, I
1: I, that's I'm fun. in. That's okay, good. It's, that's awesome.
2: It's
4: internet. Don't put, don't put. Internet. <laughs> yeah, over.
1: that's that's a meme. We need. Don't that put you guys memes. on
4: that. that. That was that was all you. I was I was with it. All
1: right, Mick was with it. <laughs> yeah, Nick was with it. <laughs> all right, we're gonna take our first break. When we come back, we got more to talk about with this game. We might have a little something to talk about with another game as well. But we'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
0: It's not complicated.
2: At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit ATT.com for details.
0: Back
1: to the break.
4: All right, it's time for some watch parties against the Chiefs. The Cowboys take on the Chiefs Sunday, November 21st, 325 p.m. Join Cowboy Nation at one of two free watch parties presented by Miller Lite. Head to AT&T Discovery District or Miller Lighthouse at AT&T Stadium to watch Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders' performance, the Cowboys alumni, hang with Rowdy, and more. Pre-game celebrations begin at 1.00. And 2 o'clock at the Miller Lighthouse. For more information, visit DallasCowboys.com slash watch party. I tried to cr- uh, trim that down, but I just couldn't. No, it's, it's the got longest this is, thing ever. This is
1: actually a pretty big deal. Two watch parties? Like, two watch parties. First time we've ever done two watch parties. First time the NFL has ever allowed two watch parties. And you know, the Cowboys are going to be the first ones to do it. So this, this nice. game this week is going to be pretty fun, whether you're in Kansas City or you're back in Dallas. There's some opportunities yep. for you. Get out and have some fun. All right, um, it is the second segment of the break. me from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Nick, real quick, we never got to a sixty-one. You want to give me a sixty-one for today's episode? Yeah.
4: Well, you know, there's always the right answer, and then there's always my answer. Yeah. Both. Sixty-one. Yeah. Nate Newton, our dog. He's big name. friends
3: now again. We're
4: friends, but he walks every day people, people, ass people ass day. were asking me like, because I was just like, "What you staring at?" Because he yeah. was he, he didn't like every day he he didn't like the whole. Bad loss. There's no such thing as a bad loss, and I didn't say it was a bad loss. All I said Just is, you, when you're on the radio, yeah, yeah, I said you can learn from a game like that because they've been getting by with these bad first first halves, and maybe you can say, all right. If we have a bad first half against Denver, we're not always going to come back. So yeah. you better not have a start like that. And so maybe you can just learn from a loss. That's kind of what my point is. But anyways, I love Nate. 61. There's only 161. and There might be some others, but I think he's he's the best. He's the best. This the job option. puts you in some – we'll acknowledge this in a second, okay? We'll get to <laughs>
2: this, job, this job puts you in some cool spots. And, like, the fact that I just take it for granted – that like I high five Nate Newton every day on yeah. my way through the hallway. It's just the like yeah.
1: That is pretty cool. It's the coolest. You you know when you realize it. When you realize it is when you're talking to your friends and you're just kinda of talking about random stuff and you mention somebody and they're like, wait, wait, hold on. What did you just say and it's like, well, are you talking about you say Nate and they're like, Wait, are you talking about Nate Newton? Yeah, yeah. like yeah. 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 perennial Night pro bowler yeah. Nate <laughs> Newton gives me crap about my sneaker collection. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he does. No, it's, it's actually pretty fun. Pretty That's
4: fun. what I love about him, because he's he's like one of us. He, is, he is in his mind. He's one of the crew. But he's yeah. not really. You know, he's, he's, Nate, a teammate. he's Nate Newton. But he you is, but, he, yeah. but in his mind he's like, Hey, he's one of us, he jokes, laughs, you know, he'll talk to you know, Amber about the kickers and he'll talk to everyone, he's got his thing for everyone, but mm-hmm. you know, he's a six time pro bowler that should be the ring of honor. I mean, let's not get that.
1: Truth. All right. Now, Dave, uh, we got the elephant in the room or more like <laughs> It's the, a it's probably. a hog. It's a
2: <laughs> razor back <laughs> in the room. Yeah. yeah.
1: you want to tell us how everything there's, went for you there's on Saturday
2: or I just know there's going to be like at least 5 people <laughs> who didn't see me wearing the jersey in the first segment and just ran to Twitter just oh, like oh yeah. you didn't live up to your... patience is a virtue okay we didn't want to lead off with college talk after a 40 point yeah. win okay we well, actually thought about moving it to tomorrow and dave was like absolutely was like, not yeah I he was like not, not no I have to deal with all that I am a man Twitter of my word hours. I think anybody can relate to this we we trick ourselves as fans i went into the, you know we played well against alabama <laughs> i was like Seasons lost anyway. This is a bad LSU team. We got nothing to lose. We're going to play Doug Nussmeier's kid. This will be fun. It, news flash. It wasn't fun. <laughs> and I like I thought like cuz you make a public bet like this, you're just thinking about that in the back of your mind the yeah. whole game. And I just we I you were busy. You and I know you don't care. But we made a, ugh, Arkansas had like 5 yards of offense the whole first half and LSU just could not capitalize. Like yeah. we could not Punt, couldn't punt punt, 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 We turn over in the red zone, so it's ten to three at halftime. Should three it, who LSU, LSU. Okay. should have been should have been at least seventeen to three, if not more. Okay. And I just remember sitting there at halftime. I was like, "We're gonna fucking lose," and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, "I'm gonna have to wear this jersey." Chris, keep your
1: finger on the button,
2: baby. I was <laughs> like, "I'm gonna have to wear this jersey because we ran a wildcat in the red zone for the first time this season." And lo and behold. K.J. Jefferson turns into freaking Johnny Manziel. <laughs> I, he must have slipped six sacks in this. I'm not exaggerating. He must have slipped out of six sacks. He, was that he, the
1: play he, you showed me? Yeah, yeah. He
4: looks more like Nate Newton than Johnny Manziel. Right. Okay, yeah. I'm like, like, he
2: honestly, he remind. He, I thought I was watching good LSU Jamarcus Russell. That's mm, what I, I yeah. was just like, we can't, we can't
4: bring well, we this guy down.
1: It, I thought it was, I told Nick, I was like, that's, that's Matt. That's uh Matt Matt Jones Matt Jones
4: yeah well that's the yeah. that that, that, number that nine. big guy just, yes. that can
1: run and you don't think he's as fast as he is until he's striding down the field yeah. like that kind of well he game. wasn't he wasn't even killing us with his
2: feet so yeah. I mean he he had some nice runs but he'll just he'll take a blitzing linebacker shake him off like he weighs <laughs> 120 pounds and then yeah. sort of dance out to the well, sideline and throw it to a wide open receiver Matt
4: Jones just, is by far my favorite player yeah. to ever play at Arkansas because he was just over Clint yeah, it is. Yeah, Clint fumbled. Against just see. Come on, Clint. Wow. No, wow. no. But uh, but he came back and and won the next year. But but Matt was. I mean, he was just this big, tall, white kid that was yeah. faster than everyone he thought. Ride. He could play receiver. He could play he quarterback. He played basketball. He was a great dunker. He just he was he was awesome. Yeah, it's, it's but fitting that I'm wearing his jersey because it's also a John Stephen Jones jersey. That's true. It's Jerry's true, Jerry's grandson, yeah. third string
2: quarterback Matt Jones tortured us for like it felt like five years. The the Hail Mary game in Little Rock yeah. and and LSU had a not, what I think we won six in a row and so it's fitting they yeah they tortured us on Saturday. But it got
4: when it gets to overtime. I mean, just like we were saying, overtime's terrible. But um, but we. You know, but, they threw an interception, and then our freshman kicker makes the kick. And then I didn't realize that this was an LSU dance. Yeah, I just thought it was like the new popular dance that all the kids are doing, but it, it's an LSU dance. Yeah, yes, it's
2: the gritty. Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson made it a thing during the national championship yeah, season. They danced in the in- end yeah. zone. Well, so our kicker, who looks more like yeah, me. Yeah, he did our dance on our <laughs> field after he walked off. Like it. I like, oh, I hey. That's
1: almost I like. I can't
2: it. act like I don't. Like, I'm the king Didn't of somebody petty. do
1: Get the Gat, like that song y'all play? Yeah. Somebody did oh, that, like, uh,
2: earlier this year. Yeah. After well, they beat we've Burrow or after they beat, the L- beat LSU? We've lost, like, five games, six games. I can't yeah. keep track of it yeah. anymore. But I it's. I'd do it all over again for the 2019 season, but it's been rough times for yeah. for the Fighting Tigers. And and all all credit all all credit to the Hog fans; they played a better game. And I love you know this. I love to LSU loves to act like Arkansas is kind of beneath them. We don't really treat them as a rivalry like we do a And M. Yeah, but I don't like it when they have the boot. I don't like it at all. <laughs> but, no, I'm like as so soon nice. as Arkansas breaks the streak, I'm like hey, I'm gonna need that hey, back.
4: Not to get cocky. Oh, go ahead.
3: I was just going to ask, for someone who has an LSU logo tattooed on his arm, how does it feel to wear an Arkansas jersey?
2: I mean, I don't like it, but... <laughs> it would feel worse if it was a Bama jersey. No, I mean, like, you know, I just said, I want to beat them. I definitely don't like that they have the boot, but, like, Arkansas fourth or fifth on my yeah. on my to-do rivalry, rivalry. Yeah. just yeah.
4: just so we know just so i mean as i said i'm trying to sweep the floor here this oh, year yeah. and i'm not talking about oh, you haven't
1: had a year like this in a long oh, time it's never happened yeah, but when i mean, like
4: the floor, floor i'm time. talking about upstairs where we work because yeah. texas Derek, out yeah a&m rob finally out LSU, and then Mickey, Missouri, we're coming for you. And, watch, and that it. will be the oh, game. Oh, man. And that will be the game. Never hear the end of it. Yeah. That
1: will be the game they but,
4: lose. I didn't say anything about Alabama this week. That's fine. That's true. We don't have there, any Bama grads. So oh, are we going to do a
1: bet with Mickey? Nah,
4: no. no, he, no. Mickey? You have to wear Mickey's jersey. <laughs> it
1: barely goes Mickey's over your jersey. head.
2: I'll try real quick to tie this back into any... Sorry, Sure, there's plenty of Cowboy fans that don't care about college football, but... I, I was thinking about cowboy fans on Saturday night again well she was awful by our standards and I went I was like we're playing with house money this is gonna be fun and by the th- second quarter I was like I'm not having fun I hate how much I want to win this game yeah. I feel and, and it reminded me of last year where it's easy to just write it off and be like oh we suck I don't care but every weekend right. you're still sitting there on the couch just, exactly uh, like, I did that. Why am I so invested I in did it? that? It's
4: ridiculous. I did that in the in the uh regional final Arkansas Baylor. We'd already won 3 games to get almost get to the final 4. Baylor's so good. We're not going to beat Baylor. It, it it's fine. I'm not I'm fine. Whatever happens happens. I broke my remote when they got down 5 to nothing. 5 to nothing. I broke the remote. Batteries were flying all over That's the kitchen and all that. I was like I, I can't do it. You can you say that you you're good, but you're not. So, you want to talk about your team?
1: Well, it's the exact same thing. I couldn't turn it off this weekend. And I was like, before the game, I told myself I had plans. We were going out to dinner with friends. I was like, I'm just not tuning in. I'm not going to let them ruin my night. And I'm at dinner with my freaking phone out looking at this game like I can't believe we're battling against freaking 1-8 Kansas. And they're kicking our butts. And then we pull back and get to overtime and Losing overtime. It's a, it's a disease, I, I say and this. I
4: love it so it, much. I say this all the time. You hear, you hear me make this speech all the time, and it, it happens with Cowboy fans that are listening yeah. to you. You don't choose to be a Texas fan or an LSU fan or Arkansas fan or a Cowboys fan. I mean, it chooses you
1: it does it chooses you unless you spend it, a lot of money there and it, then it becomes a choice that they make yeah, for you to some that's, degree That's but, true.
4: but but to be a fan to be a yeah
1: it's not a it is
4: it's it's,
2: it ropes you in it, if you have the choice to take it or leave it then we're not for you this this right? is just this a, show exactly this show is right. not
4: for you yeah, us fandom as a crew, is not only 75% for you. that
1: are
3: that well, feel like this my way my Saturdays are great i never get upset about anything I
1: enjoy
2: my Saturdays you should leave it that
1: way yeah i'm kind of envious don't let anybody rope you
2: into college I'll, I sit there on Saturdays with, like, a bourbon in my hand. I'm like, I could be out. I could be out at dinner. I could be seeing friends. But I'm letting a bunch of teenagers dictate my happiness right. and my life choices. It's, it's ridiculous.
1: That is, that is absolutely funny. ridiculous. All right. All, All right. right. All That's good. enough for college football because I really don't want to talk about college football anymore. All right, so let's get back to the Cowboys. Uh, Michael Gallup returned yesterday. He had uh, three catches for 42 yards, uh, including that big fourth down reception we talked about. Um talk to me about like how that all played out from the standpoint of him coming back and Cedric Wilson who has been kind of the guy that has stepped up in his absence and played really well they kind of went from one end of the spectrum to the other like he didn't play i think he had one snap yesterday is it the injury maybe that's going on with him I and, and it,
4: i have to think that yeah, yeah i mean cuz he he was banged up and they just didn't need another guy out there to I mean, it they, they, they probably was like a wait and see, see how you feel. and But, yeah, he, he didn't return punts early. Like, early in the game, he didn't even go out there to return punts. So I was thinking maybe he was going to be inactive. Yeah. So they just didn't have to press it with him. Yeah,
2: I think because if you look at it, it's not even – yeah, Michael Gallup came back and had a nice game. But Noah Brown got snaps. Malik Turner, Malik Turner got snaps. Got snaps. Yeah. I think he, he had was ta- – yeah. yeah, he was targeted in the end zone. Um, yeah. So – they're never just going to be a team that we have three guys and only three guys. No, they rotate everybody. So I think it was he is not all the way healthy, and we definitely don't need him if we're scoring
1: twenty nine points in a quarter. One thing that was surprising to me yesterday in this game was uh, Cowboys win big, obviously, but the running game didn't seem to have the yards you would normally see in a blowout. Uh, Zeke went fourteen carries for forty one yards, a two point nine average, not. Great according to his standards. Uh, Pollard uh, went 11 carries reported 42 yards, 3.8 average. Again, not great. Uh, were you guys surprised at all that they didn't get much out of their running game yesterday in a game that was a bit of a blowout? Or not a bit of a, definitely a blowout.
4: I have a few thoughts. You can yeah. go ahead if you want. Know. Yeah, I was a little surprised, too, when, in our view of, of how Atlanta plays. Their safety was so far back. Yeah. And so they weren't like really, really loading up to stop the run because um, they were making sure they didn't get beat with deep balls. You didn't see a lot of that either. So it was kind of a, an odd defense. And, and when you think of the score and all that stuff, yeah, you would have thought a little bit more rushing yards. The stats were a little weird for a forty point game like that. They they weren't as gaudy as you would think. Uh, I think Dave makes a good point. They pulled the starters in middle of the third quarter. Um so that 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 helps some of that. And plus when, when one year when you get eight points just from a block punt and a touchdown, I mean that that adds to it. That doesn't show up on stats.
2: On top of everything about that is right. The passing game was just working early on. And again, that goes back to and I don't I haven't watched the tape. I don't know how similarly they played it, but that goes back to Dak and Mike McCarthy's point of like, yeah, please play us that way. Please play us the way that you think is a blueprint to stop us. We can throw on you if you if that's what you want us to do. Um, so I think it's a combination of that. I think it's worth pointing out probably 30 rushing yards got called back by holding penalties, whether they were bogus or not bogus. So you know, Tony Pollard had at least two nice runs get wiped out by calls. And then not only – do you pull the starters? But you're running the ball all through the late game, just trying to get out of there. A lot of it being Corey Clement running behind backups, which is going to kill your average. So yeah. I think that he had a 3.3 kinda... average. By the way. And then, but and then also to Nick's point, anytime you get a like, I don't want to call it a game swinging touchdown, but the the punt block just kind of sealed the competitive part of the game, right? And that requires no. There's no drive there. There's no offense. So that's a whole point swing that's taken away just by a special team's play. So stuff like that kind of makes the box score look wonky sometimes.
3: It was nice watching the game and being like, you know, because a lot of times before we watch the game, we we're like, why are they not running the ball? Run the freaking ball. And it wasn't one of those. It's just like where that just became a secondary thing in the back of your head. You, I did. It didn't even come to my mind. So... Actually, you saying that, I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't even realize that. That's just how well the passing game was working. That's just how well they were utilizing all their different weapons to the point where you weren't even upset at them not running the ball as much, not utilizing Zeke as much. I think he did enough. He did what he needed to do. Yeah. He got in the end zone too. So it's like, it was just working, and it's just going to happen that way sometimes depending on who the the opponent is.
2: I do also – I remember it feels – it's completely irrelevant and feels like ancient history, but in the early part of the game when it was still in doubt, I remember being like, oh, they're running on first and second and long a lot, and I don't like it with how the pass is working. So, and they're going to tell you you still have to establish that, and that's part of balance. I get it, but – One thing was working really well, and that's—I know running the ball is always conducive to success, but whatever. I mean, if the pass is working, take it. I
1: don't care. What were your thoughts on the offensive line yesterday? Connor Williams continues to have some issues with regards to penalties, and what were your thoughts overall? If you're looking for a negative
2: from a 40-point win, that's probably it. Yep. I mean— Connor or the the whole offensive line? Connor Williams, to be clear, and I'm not trying to pick on the guy, but— Think he got flagged three
4: times yesterday? Yeah, one yeah. wasn't called back, but I mean, that was it a was a touch. Was, was that a, the touchdown? No, it was a fumble on Zeke. Um, Zeke oh, had not gotten, right, but declined then he Zeke fumbled. fumbled at the end oh, of the right. run. Was going he was gonna wipe yeah. out that play too if he well, didn't. Who fumble. had
1: the penalty on the uh, touchdown? The the play we were talking about earlier, where Dak at the, I mean, Zeke passed it. to... Noah Brown. That was no Brown, Brown down the field. But
2: he, I think there were, it was two holdings and I a don't chop block. I like that call at all. <laughs> it
1: was two holdings and a chop block on the same play?
2: Uh, no, 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 no. Connor oh, got oh, flagged oh, for uh, two yeah, holdings yeah. and a chop block. And, and yeah. I I think one of the holdings was kind of bogus. Sorry. And, you got and, called and for it anyway.
4: On the on the chop block, I mean, because I heard this in the press block. <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of fell. He kind of, like, he fell down. Like oh. the, the, I heard <laughs> that oh. in, in the press Guys, block. Guys, take it down a notch. Hi, Mickey. Press box. Those
2: yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm the, the Dallas Cowboys have never committed a penalty in the eyes of Mickey
4: Spagnola. And the and thing about Mickey, he's got his headphones on, right? Because he's watching the game and it's just always going to be louder. So he's just, you know, he just like. He oh. didn't realize he has the headphones yeah. on, I guess. And I don't know if he was doing that bad call refs, he fell down, or. He fell down. You know, I don't know what it was, but like it was, he was
1: frustrated with him for falling down, yeah. or whether it was the rest. Yeah, yeah. But he,
4: Connor heard it. You know, he turned back and he was like, "Ah, oh, okay. you can Is that Mickey." <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can nitpick it all you want. Maybe, maybe he should have only been flagged once. He got okay. flagged
4: three times. I think so. That I think that puts him at twelve on the year. Well, let's let's mm. talk about this. Can he? I mean, the, clearly, the, uh, they would put Connor Mcgovern in there if they thought he was better. Right? because Connor McGovern's on under contract he's probably going to be here Connor Williams is probably not going to be here I don't I don't think
1: you know I, somebody brought this up yesterday uh, and I kind of just dismissed it but I'm starting to wonder if maybe there is something to it is the sub package that they use for Connor McGovern the reason maybe why they're not willing to do that because they see value in what they're doing with him there 50 over 10 though I mean, I, I said I, it. No, I, get I said it, it too. No, but I get it, and you're right. That's why I dismissed it. But then after I was doing it later, I was like, but that, I there's it's hard for me to believe McGovern is not as at least as good, and, and if he's the guy you think may be here longer— why wouldn't – if well, he's not – trying to, you know, he's worse. He
4: right? got a penalty, too, now. let's don't forget, he True. got in there in a the second Oh, he half. bear-hugged the guy. He played for yeah. Zach, and he yeah. got a penalty. But let's don't underestimate what's happening with McGovern, because this is not a fun, cute thing that Kellen Moore's doing. This is a needed thing. Yeah. They need a fullback. They need short yardage running, and he's providing that. He's a big-body guy, bigger than any fullback, but agile enough to get – I mean, that's one thing. Get your ass up there. I mean, like, get off the ball, because Zeke and Pollard are coming quick. So and he does that. He, he's doing a really good job. that's blocking in space because a lot of times you know a big guy like that, I mean, Micah Parsons is showing on the other side that he, he can like slither past you and stuff like that. So it's not as easy as you think just to block in space for a big guard like that. I think he's doing a great job. I think it's needed and it's helping in these red zones. so I don't want to take that away, but something's got to happen at left guard.
2: Can't I mean? Couldn't you teach Connor Williams to do that? You anyway? think he could do it?
4: I, I don't. That's know. Good point.
2: I just.
1: I mean, what he, we've always heard about him is that he's athletic. He's athletic. He's athletic got, more than strong. He's got tackle. Yeah. Uh, not trying
2: he, to take away from Connor McGovern, but I. I just got to imagine you, you could. That that's not a skill set that no one else has. That's yeah. all I'm trying to say. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I think so. I think. And you you hear whispers of this around the facility. It's it's different right now because Tyron Smith is hurt, and I think they don't want to mess with the continuity or just the vibe while they're arguably best lineman or at least one A and one B with Zach while he's out. But it, when Tyron's back healthy playing left tackle, I think I think that job's up for grabs. Honestly, and I, and I don't. They might not ever make some big announcement about it, but that gives you the two Connors. And depending, I just assume Terrence Steele will move back to right tackle when Tyron's healthy. If that's the case, then throw Lyle Collins in there. And between the three of them... Wait, wait, wait. Back up.
1: You said you think Steele will go back to right tackle? I think so. Over Lyle? I think so. Really, that's that's kind of that's not something we've really talked about before.
2: They did it. They already did that when Lyle came back from his suspension. They were like, "No, Steel's good here. Steel's good at right tackle." But wasn't that also because
1: of the continuity? The continuity. And I thought we even talked about it last week that you know maybe the reason why you move Steel is because you're thinking, "Hey, we want to get we want to get Lyle back into." Shape so that when Tyron comes back, he's in his normal spot. I can't predict to a certainty what they're going to do. Yeah.
2: And and Lyle played really well yesterday, but I, I I don't. And but you think again, left guard's your problem spot. LC is another guy that can play left guard. If you're trying to fix that, moving Steele to right tackle gives you as many options as I, possible. I could see that scenario Yeah, happening. I could see that. I, I, that, that, that makes that makes sense. It's not an issue sense. of Lyle being not as good at right tackle, but it, it gives you the most position I think flexibility. I if he's playing,
1: like, I, I understand that. And if, if, if it's a situation where they move him to guard, that makes sense. If you're saying Steele moves back and Lyle goes to the bench, I have a hard time seeing that happen. Yeah, I, I don't see
4: that either. I and, and I think, that. honestly, I think if they would have decided to put Steele to replace him at right tackle when uh, Tyron comes back, I feel like they just would have put Tyron, right. I mean uh, Lyle, Lyle over yeah. there. Yeah. But and, I really like that left guard spot now. I think. I, I think for you, Lyle? Yeah, I think that I m- do too. might need to be the, it's, what happens
2: This here. It's a really interesting conversation because, and I'm the one that just said you move Steele back to right tackle, but Tyron getting hurt is maybe a blessing in disguise in the sense that you don't technically have to bench Terrence Steele. You know, you didn't want to pull him off after he played so well and be like, sorry, kid. But now he had to switch jobs and the old starter's back in his old spot playing well. It's a little smoother of a transition than just yanking the guy out of the lineup. So there's a lot of interesting stuff they could do. Point being, trust me, the Cowboys have left guard circled as a concern. And... Once Tyron Smith is back healthy, I think it's at least something that they're going to look at. I don't. They don't have blinders on about this, yeah. especially they already knew penalties were a problem, and he just got three more. I mean,
1: you can't ignore that. Yep. Yeah. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the defense. There were some big plays and some uh, some players that played really well yesterday on defense. We'll talk about that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com slash Cowboys. Back to the break.
4: A Dallas Cowboys United membership starts at just $20. It includes an exclusive fan pack, VIP member experiences. Tis the season. Visit dallascowboys.com slash united to get
1: yours today. Welcome back. It is the final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We appreciate you guys joining us. We're talking about the Cowboys' big win, 43-3 to over the Atlanta Falcons. Next week, they will take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Who also had a big win last night. They, yeah. they they played some good football last night. So maybe they're rounding into form just in time for the Cowboys oh, to go yeah. for a visit. You know what? That this is uh, this is everything you want. Yeah, this is absolutely. I they want,
4: I they want Randy and D Law.
1: Oh well. Oh yeah, yeah. No, but I'm sure. saying like I want I, them, I, want I want them, them to be good when the Cowboys go there because this was the it's game that be, we all looked at electric when the schedule yeah. came out. Like this is going to be a good sun's going to set at like
2: 4 yeah. p.m. Arrowhead, gonna be a lot of cowboy fans. It's gonna be like 42 you degrees. Think a lot of Cowboys fans? A a okay. a cowboy million. fans? Absolutely. A ton of millions. It's gonna millions. be millions. <laughs> Tons. It's gonna be of at least cowboy like, fans. it's gonna be at least 70 30. And oh. that, yes. And that's what, like, cool story, Denver. You, that's awesome. Guess what? Cowboy fans do that every freaking yeah. time they eight, go on eight the road. 8 years, remember?
4: 8 years. Yeah, they been knew been. that the 2021 game in in 2014 they were like, "Man, remember last year when the Cowboys lost to the Chiefs? Like, when are they going to come back?" 2021. If you're still alive, come to the game. Like that's what Well, yeah, I mean, you know, 8 years is hard to plan anything, but it's, Arrowhead was my first NFL road game. Was it? Yep. What happened on the bus? Oh gosh. Uh, Brian Broaddus always tells stories. He's very consistent with his storytelling, and anytime you talk it's a about good the Chiefs, story. it's a good story. He always tells the same story about Monty Kiffin. Monty Kiffin fell asleep on his shoulder, <laughs> drooled all
2: over my bus After back to about that. 17 seventeen sixteen. Mo Claiborne drew a DPI on a cru- on a must have third down. What he said in the press conference, I'll never forget. To call it a press conference is a stretch. Not a press conference. He sat at his locker, facing into his locker. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't turn around to, like, you know. You said that was Mo? Yeah. You know, it was his second year in the league. Um,
4: He he was just like, I'd do it again. That's the way I play. It was third and eight, and it it was like a slant for three yards. I mean, catch the ball, tackle him, and you punt, and the Cowboys have a chance to win this. And he just dove on the guy. P. I. First down, game was over, and he was like, That's I would do it again and we were like, really? Because if you did it again and you did <laughs> Oh, okay. As he's you know It's funny and then I called I <laughs> can't believe I said Mo yesterday. I was doing that all day. Yeah. oh twenty four twenty four d so twenty four out there I was like Mo Mo's out there and and
2: who? Kelvin oh, Joseph Oh Kelvin Joseph. Hey, L S U cornerback. Is it funny Same
1: that thing. Mo goes and wins a championship with Kansas City then? I mean just letting you know, he yeah.
2: he. Didn't I'm not play. trying to doubt. Da- yeah, he wasn't like a major player well, on that team. He was on. He was on the. Uh, he was on players the. Players on the players. Yeah, he was
4: 130 pounds. Yeah, <laughs>
3: so I, yeah. I think Light about that,
2: good. and the answer, Chris, is no. I think about that all the time. Like Anthony Hitchens has gone on to great success with the Chiefs. He won a Super Bowl with them, and people are like, "Oh, see what happens." I'm like, "No, the Cowboys played that perfectly." Yeah.
4: Like you. And don't- by the way.
1: People are killing him right oh, now. Oh, absolutely! absolutely. So who, um, Fans are killing him right who now. Who all do Casey? they have? They have a few
4: guys, don't they? I know Blake Bell's back with them. Blake he was Bell's here. back with Casey. They still got Hitchens,
2: Ward? Charverius. I believe Charvarius Ward. Ward is still there. Um, that was a weird
4: one, by the way. Damian Wilson left; you know, he's not there anymore. Remember him, yeah. Charverius Ward? We could talk about yeah.
2: this on Tuesday, but oh, yeah.
1: well, actually tomorrow—it's
2: it's cool. Got tomorrow,
1: tomorrow, we got one of our old lunch break oh, hosts yeah. coming back through for a little visit. Miss Dio who is now. A news reporter. like She's big time now. She's a news anchor up in Kansas City. She's going to be joining us tomorrow. Talk a little bit of Chiefs with her, what her thoughts are on that Chiefs team and what it's like there at the city uh, following the Chiefs. So we'll do that tomorrow. that will be fun. That sounds cool. Yep. And we'll get a chance I'm, to catch up with her this weekend.
2: That's, it's fun because I just said, like, I mean, this is going to be must-see TV, It's Mahomes and Dak and all that stuff. But even after this Raiders win, I assume – Everybody in Casey's still kind of hanging out on the ledge,
4: just like yeah. we thought.
2: We thought we were going to be ten to zero. What the hell is going on?
4: <laughs> you know what was interesting, and it's rare to happen. You know, you have a noon game. You go home, you watch the game, and I bet I guarantee a lot of the Cowboys' coaches are watching it because if you think about it, in Two the next weeks, ten yeah. days, right, uh, man, the next eleven days, in the next eleven days you're so, Probably both teams, you've got oh, both yeah, these right. teams because you got
3: yeah. Back so there. I
4: mean, you're studying. It's a good opportunity to, to to look at at both of these. Teams and I think I think the Raiders game is going to be tough. I I, I honestly, if the Cowboys can get two and one out of these next three, that will be huge for them yep. because I mean these next three games are going to be tough. Chiefs.
1: Raiders and then Saints on the road. And say what you want to say about those teams and how they're performing this year. They still are going to be tough. And I think before the season, we all circled this three-game stretch and said, this might be the meatiest part of their schedule. And I think it still is, regardless of what you think of their records right now. I would, Which, first of all, I think
2: they have the potential to win all three, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would even – one and two is fine as long as the win is New Orleans. Again, the AFC-NFC thing. I mean, you would prefer that not to happen, but you
1: can – so what? You would be eight and
2: four? For yeah, yeah
1: and you did the the thing about it is both both NFC team, NFC East teams that played yesterday won. You didn't expect them either of them to win, yeah, but they both kinda, won, so they're kind of hanging around yeah, there. Somebody
4: you know. on Twitter said to me like, "Oh, like I don't even know. Like, congratulations, Cowboys! You you beat a five hundred team. You know, great." I'm like, "Well, that's good because that's about all that's left on the schedule, right? That's the I NFL. Mean, that's what the NFL is. Yeah. I mean, the, the the teams you've got on the schedule, including the Chiefs. Yeah, what are they? They're six and four now. Yeah, yeah." So, I mean, Raiders are right there above, and the Saints are a little bit above, and, you know, Arizona is good. But, I mean, some of these other ones are, are down even lower than that. So yeah. that, that's what the NFL is. So, cool. I mean, if you, you know, and that's such a dumb argument, too. You, you beat a team. No, 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 no. You annihilated a team like that. You annihilated a the seventh seed in the playoffs. You annihilated them by 40 points because you were pissed off. Can't stress enough how
2: rare that is. It, 40, rare. 40 points. Or, you know, it, it works, it always goes this way. The Carolina game is a perfect example. You go up big, you pull your guys, you kind of take your foot off the gas, and the final score is eight points because they pay their guys too, and they're going to keep trying. And then you're questioning whether Diggs should have come out. Like, that's the NFL. This is, it is not normal. To go up 40 and stay up
4: 40. Like, even when the starters come out, you're still in the third quarter. Right, right. This was one of those Usain Bolts, like, killing everybody, you know, running, and and all of a sudden at the end, he's kind of like waving already and blowing kisses and all that, you know, like, yeah, yeah, the the, the last (laughs) two or three. All right. It's like, that's that's what that was. I mean, that was 40 points and off the gas for the final.
3: We didn't even talk about the defensive line. No. But they did.
1: We didn't. We haven't said the
4: name.
3: Like I, I on what was it Friday when we were talking about the game and all that. Like I personally thought that this defense wouldn't be able to. Piece it all together without Randy Gregory in the lineup. So I really thought that him missing that game was going to affect the defense overall in all three levels. So, and they didn't. And a guy like Dorian Armstrong surprised me. Yeah. He did an excellent job. But that shouldn't have been
1: a surprise, right? I mean, this is kind of, well, this is kind of who this guy's been through training camp all this year. Going back to training camp, he's been as solid as you want from that position. And he had another solid game.
3: But he stepped up this game like a game, you know, sometimes it happens. Happens where you need a guy to step up and then they just don't come to play because he's giving more, um, he has more on his shoulder, right? So he has more responsibility in the game, and there sometimes they don't show up to that level. But he did. Mm-hmm. And then you. we talked about Micah Parsons, that we were trying to figure out what they were going to do with him. Well, it worked out pretty well. And then Micah, I mean, he, again, was able to rush the passer and do all that, what he needed to get done. So, to me, I can't believe we went this long. We talked about everything. Uh, in I can't this believe show, we got
2: 50 minutes in before we said the name Doris Armstrong. Yeah. And that's not okay. Thanks Which are bringing us back to football. Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, I was falling <laughs> asleep. And both. Cowboys football. Wow.
1: <laughs> hey, when we go got college football, Amber's going to be like, yeah. I'm out on this yeah. conversation. <laughs> it's. I like my Saturdays.
2: (laughs) I, I, I'm not gonna. I can't go there with you. Just be. uh, I say it all the time. I don't care what you do in training camp. I've been burned too many times by that. And it's not. It's not all Dorrance's fault. He twisted his ankle. He was out for a while. McCarthy said yesterday he was kind of. He felt like he was knocking the rust off against Denver last week, but. This is still, I think he had two and a half career sacks coming into this game. So he gets 20, 30% of his career total just by getting one. And then adding a pump block to it, that's what we've always known. He's a special teams beast.
4: And to show up that way and create a touchdown. I can't get over that stat. You know, I'm, I'm a stat nerd, of course. I just can't get over the fact that the last player that did that in the NFL, blocked a punt and, sacked, and got a sack in the same game, was Terrell Basham for the Jets. So the guy on the left side and, yeah. of the line. And then the last defensive end to do it was Robert Quinn, who also played for the Cowboys yep. too. It just shows a, a sense of versatility that to do that, and you don't see guys that are that are you know the best pass rusher on the team for that game also. But he's staying on special teams. I mean, I'm sure Bones was like, "No, Mom, we still need you yeah. on there." And Derek, you and I actually both called that, and then that's rare because yeah. we, we're always thinking like, "Well." Probably don't want to rush the punt here, but the, the score was out of hand.
1: Literally right before it happened, we're both like, "Yeah,
4: yeah." They like, "Let's go for it." Go, I would go for the block, and you're like, "Yeah,", yeah. you know, like, you're probably only going to get a five yard. And you're like, "I don't care if you get fifteen, just go rush it." And that, like, the right. block punt, here we go touchdown. <laughs> I had a moment last
2: night where I realized that I'm already taking Micah Parsons for granted. Mm-hmm. We huddle after every game and kind of talk about what what needs to be written about what the major storylines were. That third quarter, huh? Yeah, basically. I, I was halftime. I was like, "Yo, so." Wow, I think Nick was like, "Yeah." So, and then Micah, obviously. And in my head, I'm like, "Really? Like Micah? He do that much?" Yeah. This is just in my head. Yeah. And I go home and start watching, you know, highlights and press conference clippings. I'm like, "Oh yeah, he had another sack and another tackle for loss. A sack and was off just the edge. Too. Kind of, oh yeah, yeah. Abso- I mean, it was an absolutely <laughs> phenomenal play." He's got what six on the season now? Uh,
4: just get him on the yep. field. I, I'm, I'm tired of arguing about what to do with him and all that. I just, you know, and I'll say this people that still want to say that this isn't the year for it. This isn't the year. He's a linebacker. You, you hope to get these two defensive ends back, and you're going to be great. Now, next year, if you want to make him a rusher, that's fine. He won't be a pass rusher with Gregory and D Law. I mean, because something's going to have to give there. Yeah. I could see if they want to make that move, but I think for right now where this team is, I think he's better as a linebacker and then rush him all over the place. You're not sure where he's going to line up at times. It's funny. I thought about
2: this this morning, too. I mean, when when you're good, you're going to be in line for a lot of awards, right? Like Dax in the MVP race. We have no idea if he'll win it. We won't know that for a long time. Comeback player of the year, probably. Come, sure. Absolutely. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, he's going to be in the chase for defensive player of the year, but... Miles Garrett's having a hell of a season. Like there are all these variables. I'm telling you right now, Mike is gonna win defensive rookie of the yeah, year. Yeah, and I don't, I don't I, even a question. I can't imagine a scenario where he doesn't unless he gets hurt, which knock on wood. Yeah. Like, he, he it's not even close. Like Patrick Sertan's having a nice season, but he doesn't have the stats that I mean, you're talking about a guy that plays linebacker that's got six and a half sacks, right? That's is that the number? Six? six? I thought it, was six. I I it think six. just six. Yeah. Six. Oh no, six sacks. Yeah, six, sacks. <laughs> six sacks at the halfway point of the season to go with like twelve tackles for loss, and and he's going to finish with north of a hundred tackles. Like,
4: just send it to so him. That's now. It's got to be
2: historic. I mean, send it to him now, and and there's no competition. More than
4: anything, it's just the fact that that he is has the ability to do all of that stuff as a rookie. They're putting all this on his plate to be able to learn this, yeah. and that's why running backs typically do a pretty good job as rookies because they come in and they know what they got to do. They got to run. run the ball. Corners, <laughs> same thing. Cover your guy but linebacker to do all these things ever since they took the green dot off he has
1: been even better yeah like he is had the green dot yesterday because i noticed jay curse only had 70 well i don't know he only had like 70 did like 70 percent of the plays uh it made me think that that You're somebody so else may at, have had the jay ron
4: curse made a great play by the way because not only did uh, earlier in the game not only did he knock the guy the ball away but he was the only one that knew it like mm. he turned around and he was like challenges yeah, thing, yeah. challenges oh, that this was thing. awesome, challenge yeah. and that was I so mean, cool. He's,
1: I think he saw it hit the ground, yeah, yeah, yeah. or heard it maybe I, even maybe. How do you miss that? All these refs out there don't get me started. <laughs>
4: That's a lot of eyeballs that it didn't is. see that.
1: It is. I saw it from the press box. Can we just I mention Jordan worried. Lewis's name? I was actually
4: he was waiting. Y'all he was wouldn't a let me stud. get to him. He was
1: a stud. This
2: is what we get for doing twelve minutes on college
1: football. That's true. Sorry. Talk about Jordan Lewis, man. Yesterday he had. I thought early in the game, it seemed like they that was their wall, though. They were going after yeah. him. They wanted to challenge him. They thought he was the, the weak link, and he was play after play, making plays on the ball and making sure they weren't completing passes. Probably from the time I saw the
2: scene in All or Nothing four years ago, when Jordan Lewis, as a rookie... Just took it to Dez at practice. Just basically got in a fight with him. Like had called the whole team out and went one on one. I was like, I love this guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I lo- I like everything about him. I like the tenacity, the swagger. He's not a Pro Bowl cornerback. He's five ten. That Maybe. doesn't doesn't matter. I I mean. He he got a breakup on Kyle Pitts yesterday. And that is about as much of a mismatch in terms of size as you can find in the NFL. Mm-hmm. A maybe 59 cornerback. <laughs> skying up on a mutant a six <laughs> 66 freak of an athlete. And he's just uh, I he I'm, he I'm sorry, I'm rambling. No, go ahead. He just I he I, everything about the way Jordan Lewis approaches the game. I love. He's the, the swagger, the tenacity,
4: the, nasty, the Can do attitude. Love it. The best thing that Travis Kelsey does, or not the best thing, but one of the best things for him is Tyreek Hill. You know, because you can't just put the best corner back on Mm -hmm. Kelsey. Atlanta. I'm telling you now, they got to get Ridley back. Hopefully, he's he'll be fine, and and that that's a you know big story for him. Hopefully, he he gets back. You know, for him, for his sake, but also they need another playmaking receiver because mm-hmm. if they don't, then you'll just continue to put corners on Kyle Pitts, and you'll then treat him you, like a receiver. Then he'll just basically. be a big old receiver yeah. that. He probably won't be special until unless he's a tight end. You got to give him some help so he can create more mismatches because, as it stands right now, you're just not as worried about the other guys, but yeah. that you're right, you're totally right, but that's what's
2: so amazing is like Trayvon Diggs on Kyle Pitts is at least a fair fight. You know, Trayvon's a big, long guy. Yeah. He can go up and get the football. Jordan Lewis has just given up so much size height and weight to that player and to be able to
4: defend him anyway. Incredibly impressive. And the ball wasn't high enough then. It needs to be, re- you know, fair. I mean, I mean, rebounds, big guys get it. Loose balls on the ground, little guys get it. So that 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 ball's got to be up higher.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, Matt Ryan definitely didn't have his best day, geez. and and it goes back to because what we were talking about on Friday. You know, maybe there was something too. How Quinn knows him and knows him really well that that he created situations that maybe he knows he doesn't. <laughs> Doesn't choose to be in, bless you. Uh, that he doesn't choose to to be in, and that he doesn't play his best in. So, uh, all around, I just think it was a really, really well coached game and a really, yeah. really well played game for the Cowboys. This
2: isn't. It's not important toward like the the success of the team or any of that. But just on a personal, I'm I'm so happy that Jordan and Anthony Brown both are getting picks basically because. So much goes into cornerback play that you never get credit for. People really only want to look at your picks or what you're giving up. Mm -hmm. Um, That's it. Was so amazing when Byron Jones was named All-Pro with like one interception in 20 or zero. I'm sorry, yeah, that's that's incredible. It doesn't happen because the position is judged by picks. So both of those guys, again, like they're not going to get named to the Pro Bowl, but they're having really solid seasons and are a, a they are contributing to the success of this defense in a real way. And it's nice for it to pay off for them with a stat line that makes people notice. Like we notice because we are paid to watch every down. But now you look at it and you're like, damn! Anthony Brown's got three picks. That's a career high. Jordan Lewis has two picks. That's yeah, he only had five on or four on his career coming into the year. So I mean, so it's just nice to see
1: them getting rewarded for hard work that would otherwise be going unnoticed. All right, we appreciate you guys. Joining us. we'll be back tomorrow. We'll uh, start talking Cowboys versus Kansas City. As I say, we'll have D. O. Wall on joining us tomorrow. We'll talk a little bit about those Chiefs. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, and Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleson. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com.